Hello, hello, Gembryos! If you are hearing this, you've just entered the wild realm of Gem Girls, the 80s cartoon hate watch podcast with an extra special, arguably fanatic focus on the best worst cartoon to come out of the coke fueled 80s, which is saying something Gem and the Holograms. I am Orifice Jones. And I'm Hakuna Matitis, and today we are discussing the minutiae. Fancy word for details. Yeah, wow, um, you fancy. Yeah, <laughs> so fancy, so smart. Um, of Gem, Season 1, Episode 22, Intrigue at the Indy 500. More like CD crime and vehicular mayhem at the Indy 500, am I right? Am I right? But whatever, we don't make the title, even though we probably should. Yeah, we probably should. Uh, anyways, this episode was written by Roger Slifer, and aside from having a far cooler sounding last name than many of the other writers we've seen so far, looking at you, Screenas. <laughs> Sorry, I gotta call up a chat when I've gotta call him. Uh, Roger Slifer, he is an American writer and producer, mainly for comic books and cartoons. He co-created Lobo for DC, which IMO is kind of a big deal. He's also worked on a lot of cartoons from the 80s and 90s and aughts, from Transformers to Gem, obviously, and more recently, Yu-Gi-Oh! and Young Justice. And now we've seen Senor Slifer before. Not only did he work as a producer on Gem for pretty much the entire series, he also wrote seven episodes, mostly in later seasons, but he did pen everyone's favorite 80s ski movie ripoff, Last Resorts, otherwise known as The Ballad of Sven and Rio. Wow, that is such a fun factoid. Right? Less fun factoid. Slifer unfortunately got into a hit and run accident in 2012, which left him in institutional care until his death three years later. Oh. Rest in uh, peace. Yeah, R.I.P. Slifer. Just, uh,. <laughs> the slice of life got cut too short for Roger Slifer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, is it too put. soon? I, is it too soon? It was 2015. I feel like it's been like five years. Like, get over I Roger mean, Slifer. I don't think it's ever too soon to make slice of Slifer jokes. So I am here for it. Beautifully put, Jocelyn. Thank you. Uh, but anyways, <laughs> moving along, uh, according to some bitch on IMDb, and I'm pretty sure the DB <laughs> on IMDb stands for dumb bitch, uh, this is the episode, <laughs> <laughs> this is the episode where Gem and the Holograms and the Misfits compete in the Indy 500 car race. And I really appreciate that, straight to the point, none of that frilly exposition that we get from rockgem.com or Gem Bible. you go anonymous IMD dumb bitch. <laughs> Yeah, finally, they're not, like, dumb. Like, that kind of dumb bitch. Like, it's grammatically correct. It's intelligible. It's accurate. Yeah. There's, accurate. You know, it really trims down those unnecessary plot threads. I like it. Yeah, um, which is something that we're not very good at, but we're here to get down into the nit grits. Let's, yeah, let's get nit gritty, if we will. If we can, yes. and we, we we will. We always do. Nit gritty titty committee. There you go. In session. If I had a gavel, I'd like gavel it. <laughs> you could have like a gavel that is like made out of rubber that looks like a boob. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, but hitting what? Like a, like a mound of sand? <laughs> 
So it's, it's like, that's like the nitty gritty element, but then we got the titty portion. Oh, true. I didn't realize we were going so literal with every part of that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, come on, Jocelyn. No, you're right. It must be sand. It must actually be nitty. It must actually be gritty. Exactly. And there's got to be a titty involved. Yeah, there's got to be a titty. And the committee is just all of us there together. Right, exactly. Once once you have the knit, the grit, and the tit, the committee just (laughs) happens. All the bitches come flocking in. Exactly. It's just like, you got those three elements and like, hoes be lining up. Yeah, hoes be lining up. Um, so yeah, let's get into the episode like we said we would, but then we right. did it. Exactly. Um, Sorry. <laughs> We're here now, for real this time. Committee um, in session hits Sandy. Committee, <laughs> a different committee is in session. <laughs> yeah. The yeah, real yeah, nitty yeah. gritty titty committee. Yeah, exactly. That other bullshit, that's just for the posers. You gotta do right. that inner cabal style. <laughs> inner cabal. <laughs> What kind of cabal, like, what are we up to? You know, we're, like, wringing our hands, maybe scheming, (laughs) talking about the intricacies of a boob hitting a mound of sand. (laughs) So intricate. Very important stuff. Hard, Uh, hard hard-hitting journalism. uh, So, anyway, the episode's open. The episode opens coming in hot like pizzazz is throwing darts at a picture of eric's face which is amazing i yeah i love it i also just really love the detail they added little pink devil horns onto eric's (laughs) face great touch great touch yeah um beautiful um it seems like their relationship is becoming a little bit uh fraught yeah, a little, a little more tense. I think they're everyone is getting tired of losing, it seems like. And yeah. I think Pizzazz is, like, catching to the fact that, oh, right, everything I do with fucking Eric ends in disaster, thus I hate him. Right, but it's also, a lot of it is her fault. <laughs> yeah, and as we'll also see in this episode, largely her fault. Uh, I do like this scene though because we get like we see the misfits in more of like a chill vibe like they're kind of in their like lounge mode like Stormer's making some breakfast or something it's a little bit more casual than we uh, than we see them yeah for sure they're lounging hard they all look pretty good if I remember correctly yeah yeah I I think the same I, I, I like their lounge looks which is probably why I brought it up or remembered to bring it up Right. So anyway, Pizzazz is like bitching about Eric. She's like, I'm so sick of looking at his looking at his ugly mug, which she actually says verbatim, throws an egg at the picture and then hits Eric in the face, actually, because he walks. Yeah, because Stormer's making breakfast. There's eggs on the counter. She moves from darts to oofs, grabs an oof, throws it at the picture. (laughs) But then Eric walks in in his safari director outfit looking fine. But then yes. gets hit in the face with an egg. Right. And he's like pretty cheesed about it. He knows Pizzazz hates him. He knows that she's throwing darts at his face. And he like, you know, tries to compose himself. So basically we learn that Eric is going to some event for race car drivers. And Pizzazz is really pissed off because the misfits can't go. 
Right. And Eric is basically like, look, I don't need any distractions at this party, so you guys can come. Which is a very, very sensible directive. <laughs> because if we have looked to the past, every party the Misfits go to, they sing a song, cause destruction, and get kicked out. That is literally what they do at parties. Yes, but I also think, like, it would have been even smarter for him to, like, realize that Pizzazz wouldn't take no for an answer and just show up anyway in a way that is, like, way more destructive. You're not wrong. He should have, yeah, he should have pulled some, like, reverse psychology action on them. Like, expressly invited them, tell them how great it's gonna be, and then add some sort of element of, like, oh, I don't know, but this person's gonna be there, or... We're going to be talking cars the entire time. Then Pizzazz right. will be like, no, no, of course I can't go to that. Fuck this. Right. Uh, yeah. So, anyway, we're getting a little ahead of ourselves. But, like, you know that Pizzazz is going to show up to this fucking Indy 500 shit. Like, we've seen yeah. this show. Exactly. We've seen this fucking episode basically before. Sorry, Slife, but you're not breaking new grounds here. Important to note is that uh, we learn, as Roxy loudly points out, <laughs> Eric promised the Misfits they would play the Indy 500 celebration show or something. And uh, Eric is like, yeah, 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 but the whole thing, I gotta do this my way. Whatever that means. And as you'll actually shortly learn, it just means super, super shady. Yeah, so basically we cut to this Indy 500 event. Eric is at the table with, like, two mafioso-type men. Um, and he's shaking his hands with, like, a huge, like, stack of bricks, who is a man as well, whose name is Vice. Um, and the other guy says it's his handyman. Right, so, right, right. So there's, there's a thing going on here. It's just... <laughs> I, I thought Vice was going to be Eric's new fuckboy, but it turns out he's, like, more of an antagonist fuckboy. Like, there's a there's a whole thing going on. I also, I like how his name is Vice, because he has a Vice, like, grip. Right. Um, I also think that they're all fucking. Like, the three of them. Like, oh, yeah, props, 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 props. Like, Eric is cucking that other guy, or someone is cucking someone, or I, I don't know. Yeah, there's... There's a lot to work with there, particularly because, like, Vice is obviously, you know, mentally, I want to say, a nine-year-old, so... <laughs> that, it's yeah, another... he, was, he was bred to kill, basically. Exactly. No, he also, quote, to quote the show, cleans up messes when people get <laughs> sloppy. So, like, Hundo P. Dumb Top, all I'm saying... For sure, for sure, for uh, sure. He's just that like just sounds like he's gobbling up cum or like exactly, exactly. Doing like, something, you know, you know, cleaning up those messy bottoms, making sure that they're all good. It's just <laughs> he's his name is Vice. He's given HJs everywhere. That's the, that's the vibe I got. <laughs> no, that's perfect. It makes complete sense. Michael. Complete sense. Complete sense. Thank you. Um, Are you the I'm, reincarnation of Roger Slifer? I'm not going to say I'm not. <laughs> I'm much more going to say I've been touched by the spirit of Slifer. <laughs> A slice-like... A slice and... of Slifer. Exactly. Thank you, Jocelyn. But just a slice. Just a slice. 
<laughs> That's actually, we probably shouldn't joke. The man is dead. We're laughing about his life. True. This is a celebration of Slifer. <laughs> right? <laughs> I want to combine Slifer. I want to combine Slifer and Slifer Celebration now. Yeah, because like that's what his funeral was called. It was called Roger Slifer, A Day in the Slifer. No, that's his. That's his, <laughs> that's his memoir. Right, 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 right. A celebration a of... of Slifer. Yeah, yeah, a Slifer. Uh, we'll get there. We'll get there. We got a whole episode to get through this. <laughs> Um, I'm so sorry, the descendants, to the descendants of Roger Slifer, but these jokes still apply to you, so, so I'm not sorry. Exactly. You're welcome. Like, you're welcome. Use them at your will. Uh, Slifers. They're everywhere. Uh, Rife with slice, you know? <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Per- do you think uh, the you think the the wives are like the like the the the, the ooh I try to do like wife slife but it doesn't really work as much. Wifer slifer. Wifer slifer. There you slifers, go. Wifers wifers. <laughs> wifers for slifers is probably their Facebook group. <laughs> <laughs> Which like, I wish I was an admin of because right? that sounds dope. I love it. It's like the people who call themselves claymates. Exactly. Exactly. But like less creepy. Yeah. What? Like claymate? Because claymate for clay, it sounds super creepy. And it's only added to the fact that he's like, uh, Clay Aiken is the type (laughs) of gay where it looks like he is going to like, I don't know, somehow suck out your brain through his fingertips, you know? Like, he may or may not be some sort of vampiric, parasitic creature. No, you're right. You're right. He kind of looks like like a tapeworm with hair and yeah, little eyes. Yeah, he may or may not be 3,000 years old. You don't know. <laughs> No, you're totally right. He looks kind of like a wax figure. Yeah, like, exactly. Like, 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 just like vaguely inhuman, you know? Like there's something yeah. where it's like, ah, are you of this earth? I don't know. He could be like, okay, like Chucky. If Chucky were like a wax statue, but like inside also a reptilian. Oh, okay. That's a hot combo. Uh, I get it. He has mad Chucky vibes. Chucky being a doll, like, he also kind of has that, like, creepy porcelain doll vibe. Um, but then his eyes do speak reptilian to me. You're right. Right? Like, there's definitely a lizard brain under there. Hondo he has He has no other brain to connect to. I know we all have our lizard brain, but, like... Everybody got a lizard brain, but he ain't got no human brain. Uh... (laughs) Strictly lizards. Strictly slifers. Strictly lizards. <laughs> also, strictly... Sorry, sorry, sorry. Strictly slifers would be, like, the family's Facebook group. Then wifers for slifers would just be for the, the spouses of. I think strictly slifer is, like, their... Uh, what do you call it? Sitcom. Like, a family-based sitcom. Right, right. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. 
But anyway, so anyway, anyways, to talk about this episode, um, basically, Eric is talking about doing shady deals, you know, how he loves his shady deals and spreading money around. He bribed some bitches, got the star Indy 500 racer guy Martino to pull out of the race by bribing his sponsor. Yeah, he got a sponsor to pull out of the race. So thus Martino couldn't race. Uh, through, throughout this, Eric gets like a briefcase full of money because, you know, he loves those. Uh, and then he gives it to his boy, Harry. Yeah, Harry's amazing. Harry's amazing. He's also wearing like, <laughs> I actually really like his checkered suit that we see him opening in on. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I also good. just like how he introduces Harry like very casually. Like, oh yeah, we're supposed to know who Harry is. Uh, he's just, he's, he's Eric's bookie, basically. Right, and he also operates the hot dog concession stand, um, which is relevant later. Um, but yeah, right. I actually I didn't really understand when they when he brought it up. It's like, oh, cool, dude. You also like are into hot dogs. This is <laughs> sure unnecessary information. I didn't really tie into he takes bets via his hot dog stand, which is ingenious. I give mad credit to Harry. It's a great idea. Uh, but yeah, in the moment, sure. I was like, dude, like, okay, cool, hot dogs. Yeah, I also was confused momentarily, but I knew it was going to come up again. They right, wouldn't just right. leave us hanging like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so in this, Her- Eric kind of gives him, like, this briefcase of money saying, like, I'm placing all of my bets on card double, like, oh, 007. Which I also, like, I don't think they ever actually ref, like, I don't know if it was purposeful, the James Bond reference. There's no nod to it in the slightest, but it is car. 007. Right. And then Vice, like, mildly threatens Harry for whatever, just, like, to establish that he is a man of aggression and (laughs) of the sexual nature. Yeah. And also to be like, don't steal this suitcase of money or don't fuck around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't fuck around. Um, And then at this dinner, as we shortly learn thereafter, Martino Granzetti, which I think is the best made-up race car driver name ever uh because like you know obviously it's like super italian but also yeah. just like it sounds like mario andretti as well which is like an actual race car driver oh, i don't think i don't think he existed yet so i just love martino granzetti he won this race like four times how the as, hell do you know the name of a race car driver michael i only know about it this is actually great because in the song by gwen stefani uh crash into me i want to say i think it's just crash um the one of the lines in one of the verses is uh you know you like something something you know you're getting ready just like mario andretti to which 13 year old me was like oh who is that he's a race car driver <laughs> Fits with this hypersexualized race car driver song. Thank you, Gwen Stefani. That is hilarious and surely the only way you could ever know a race car dra- driver's name. Literally, like, yes, it's the only race car driver I know. And it is because Gwen Stefani told preteen hyper queer Michael. That's hilarious. I love it. Yeah. Um, also, great underrated track by Gwen Stefani, like, Drive Back, Baby, Do Me. Fast in my car, I'm here waiting crash into me real hard. Like, dude, dude, that's a hot, ba- it's a banger. Um, I'll, li- I'll listen to it after. Um, we'll, 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 we'll do a little spice I'm pretty for sure I've heard it, though. Oh, yeah, yeah, I'm sure you have. I'm sure you have. 
But sounds familiar. Um, is it from Love Angel Music Baby? Yeah, or... baby, like the best Gwen Stefani album ever. You got it, you got it. But anyway, uh, so at this event, um, we learned that even though Martino's sponsor withdrew, it's actually totally fine because Starlight Music sponsored him instead. And of course, Gem and the Holograms are here to perform uh, of course one of are, their yeah. hit songs. And their song is called Coming From Behind to kind Which, of support like the gay undertones. Exactly. I didn't, dude, I didn't even catch that until I read it right now and you said it. And I was like, I'm coming from behind. Wow, 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 wow. Jeez Louise. Like it was almost so gay it flew under my radar. Yeah, it's like not it's, even trying to be discreet. Exactly, it's like too obvious. Yeah, it's too obvious to make a joke about it, but we are anyway. Yeah, I'm like, I mean, I'm always coming from behind, so. don't come from behind but anyway <laughs> okay well that's just personal preference and like you know your heteronormativity speaking but whatever yeah yeah yeah. so <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah song pretty fine i guess it's no it's it's whatever it's whatever um, it's whatever i actually i think that the main thing i had an issue with and before we you know started discussing this this uh episode Jawson. You had said, like, oh, I'm really looking forward to the looks because the Indy 500, the Indy 500 is known for gigantic hats and over-the-top bullshit. But uh, these outfits are, like, pretty fucking soft. They're I know, plain, right? Like, they're plain dresses with, like, weird starfish spangle shoulders. Right. Yeah, uh, and they're yeah. all wearing kind of the same thing, but in a different color. And I don't fully understand why they went to, why they went that simple. Exactly, yeah. It, it was simple, but also, like, not elegant. Uh, no. <laughs> and just, like, yeah, like, plain. It was plain Janie. Wasn't here for it. Didn't like it. No, but there are some looks this episode that I did enjoy. Oh, yeah, me too, me too. We'll, we'll save it. Save it for the, for the, save it for the, the, the time, the time. Um, but anyways, this song is basically just, like, gems strolling around the dining room. Either... <laughs> Making, like, Eric look super stressed or, like, hitting on Martino. Right. And, like, honestly, Martino is such a hot piece and he seems like a nice guy. Like, she should leave Rio for Martino. Hundo P. Martino over Rio uh, today and tomorrow, you know? Yeah. And, like, even if he's dead and Rio is alive, I would still go with Martino. Oh, dude, yeah. Like, seance style. Like, whatever. (laughs) Having, like, needing to have a corporeal form is so 2019. 
I know, right? Like, I think actually not having a corporeal form would be beneficial. Yeah, like, I don't see bodies. I simply see the soul, Jocelyn. That's all that matters to me. Yeah. Well, we always knew you were anti-body. That's true. I'm very anti-body. <laughs> Bod- <laughs> Bodies of all shapes and sizes. Thin, thick. <laughs> I'm just an anti-body. Right. Uh, um, one thing so I yeah, do wanna, anyway. One thing about this fucking song, though, I do want to point out is, like, there's a lot of fucking balloons. Like, there are balloons everywhere. And I didn't really understand yeah. why. Because I'm like, all right. You're at a party, like, it's not even a party. It's like, a, it seems to be a reception dinner for the Indy 500. Why are there so many balloons? I wanted more eyeballs. I wanted more wheels that turned into <laughs> eyeballs, Jocelyn. And I didn't get any of that. Right? Like, or like an eagle's eyeball that turns into a person's eyeball. And like, there's a flame, an explosion, right. whatever. I, I want a hot eyeball transition. Didn't get one. I want a balloon yeah. into an eyeball. <laughs> That would have been good. That like, would have been good. If you insist on having balloons, like at least throw in some fucking eyes. Yeah, they're already the same shape, basically. Right? It could be yeah. like, okay, you know the like tie of the balloon and how it kind of looks like an anus? Uh-huh. It could be like... <laughs> <laughs> Intimately, go forward. Yeah, of course. So it goes from like the tie of the balloon to an anus to an eye because... Anuses are compared to eyes, right? Yeah, I mean, I was thinking, like, beauty is in the eye of the beholder. <laughs> Anuses are beautiful. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and anuses look like balloons. Right, right. So it's a very logical progression. Um, <laughs> unfortunately, we didn't see that in this song, but the potential was there, which is the probably, like, the, the biggest crime, really. Well, okay, they did descend on a star-shaped platform, and there were a couple of stripper poles. That's true. It wasn't without its theatrics. It's just, I thought they they were a little bit more muted than I'd like, and, you know, needed a 200% more eyeballs. Yeah, <laughs> 100%. So anyway, um, the Misfits are outside the event, basically scheming about how to get in. Um, Pizzazz is basically like, hey, this is a car event, so we should crash a car into the party. Um. <laughs> Which is exactly what happens, and beautiful logic. I also just want to put out the point out, though, that this is where we actually see some looks. Because Pizzazz, she looks like a red explosion, but also like a superhero outfit. It's dope as fuck. Uh, Stormer yeah. is in her, like, Bayou Witch realness. I thought she was great. Roxy, less so in, like, a puke green dress and, like, wearing a palm leaf on her head. It doesn't, I kind of like that. It, I like that. Actually. It doesn't not work. I was just confused by it. I was still very much like, I don't know what's happening, but I kind of like it. They all look great. Yeah, they look great. And basically their idea is to steal the rock and roadster and crash that into the party, which they do. Um, and obviously it's complete chaos. Um, and the goons, the shady characters were like, Eric, what the fuck? Eric is like, God damn it. (laughs) It's a stressful time for everyone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, well, one, I I also was like, how did they get the car working? Which I was like, oh, I guess Roxy hotwired it because she would be the one to know how to do that. 
Um, of course. And then as they're driving through this enclosed space, which is super <laughs> dangerous because it, there's one car and a bunch of people, our bro Martino is basically like, oh, let me get into a car too to like help. To, like, counteract the one car, you need a second car, which just seems like a bad idea, dude. I know. I guess he was trying to, like, corner them or, like, like get her to T-bone him. But basically, they crash everywhere. Um, is, is Is it at this point that they, like... No, that's at the actual Indy 500. Never mind. No, this is um, the, like, the pizzazz eventually crashes into the kitchen, which the kitchen, by its magical kitchen powers, stops the high-speed two tons of steel, as it does. <laughs> um, and she's being ushered out of the kitchen, which I love. She has this line of, like, let go, pizza brain. Like, <laughs> wow. Like, okay. That's such an ethnic slur. She's I know, like, I know. And then she also calls out Eric, who is, like, actively hiding under a table. Uh, he's like, oh, yeah, he's with us, too. And they all get fucking thrown out. <laughs> yeah, that was hilarious. Um, yeah, poor Eric. But also, like, what are you doing? Yeah. Being like, involved with these people. Exactly, exactly. Um, so, yeah, basically, after this whole exchange, the two mafiosos are like, maybe Raymond doesn't actually have all of his bases covered. So, um the big mob boss or whatever uh, gets Vice to tamper with Martino's car. Um, Vice, if we, well, we should all remember, is like, I don't know, a hunk of steel of a man. Like, the dude is, <laughs> he's all brawn, no brains. All brawn, no brains. Um, so the day of the race, basically, Martino is, like, driving really fast, and people are very impressed. Um, Rio is taking photos from a platform. He obviously sets another record because the show like is predictable like that. Um, I also I also just want to call out that uh, one Martino is wearing like, a cute little helmet that has a little SS on it for like starlight. Actually, this leads me to my next point because the announcer effectively calls the car the Starlight Special. Which I'm like, oh, I'll give you a Starlight Special. Is that when, like, orphans, I don't know, give you, like, a deep tissue massage that ends with a happy ending? I feel like that's what a Starlight Special is, you know? (laughs) Michael, I think you might be condemned to, like, a more extreme circle of hell for that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like I was already, I was already going to one part of hell. This is, <laughs> this ups the ante. I'm just saying, Starlight Special. It's like when orphans give you a back massage with their tiny little orphan feet. They're working for free because obviously slave labor. And then maybe collectively they jack you off with their feet. Whoa. <laughs> and that's a Starlight Special for you, everybody. With her tiny little toes. Exactly, exactly. You can market it as, like, make your dick look bigger with an orphan's With an orphan's tiny hand. It'll feel big to them. (laughs) Not a bad selling point, TBH. No, honestly, I think we have a new business. (laughs) Hashtag entrepreneurs. Businesswoman special. Hashtag boss bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Hashtag boss bitch. Hashtag child exploitation. 
That's like right, right, right. that's basically Jericho's jam. So like, it fits the theme. Right. I mean, like we can talk about Ivy Park, you know, Beyonce's fashion label, and like talk about how she uses child exploitation, probably. Yeah, yeah. She's also the product of child exploitation in many ways. Mm, the cycle of abuse continues. <laughs> exactly. Never ends, baby. Keep that shit I mean, churning. Can... Right. Uh, I guess you could say the same thing about Jerrica, though. Like, clearly her dad wanted her to be a pop star. Very true, but was he an orphan? Hmm. Probably. Probs, yeah. To make she, the story even sadder. Exactly. To make us care exactly. more. <laughs> she comes from a long line of orphans, which almost makes no sense, but... <laughs> All of the Bentons were just so awful, people kept giving them up. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, <laughs> okay, that's harsh. Um, but anyway, so basically Rio and the driver... Uh, get severely injured when um martino fucks up his car and rams it into the platform right right on because vice earlier had fucked with his car so like he crashes and like hits into like where rio is taking pictures on some sort of like stand or tower thing right and basically there's now the dilemma of like what are we gonna do like the car is fucked up and martino can't race Right, which actually, uh, so I wanna, I, I do wanna point out because the moment where Martino crashes into Rio's like tower thing, it cuts to commercial, and I was like, oh, like how are they gonna like demonstrate that everybody's fine right after this? But instead, we cut immediately to the hospital after the commercial, which I was like, oh, okay, maybe this is the first time where an accident happens and there are consequences, like someone isn't immediately right. saved afterwards. Yeah. And I mean, I guess that's refreshing. Yeah, I mean, you gotta you gotta take it where you get it, you know. For sure. Um, so yeah, basically, like they decide to fix the car themselves with the help of Synergy, of course. Um, and now they have hot mechanic looks. I must say, they do. Well, at they least do. Jerrica doesn't. Jerrica does not. But no, 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 no. the rest look good. They do. Even Shayna looks good, which I was surprised by. I think Shayna and Kimber actually look the best. Like, I, I like yeah. how their hair is tied up. I agree. I agree. I think Shayna and Kimber also look the best. Aja, I wasn't a fan of her. Like, I don't know. It was like a, an orangey color scheme. I wasn't here for it. Um, but my main gripe or point of contention is like, okay, so you're going to use Synergy to like build a car. And just creating a hologram of a blueprint of a car gives you the ability <laughs> to make a car. Uh, yeah, it's not believable in the slightest. Not believable. But we then cut into the song, Back in Shape, which is essentially a mechanic montage. Right. Um, and it's, like, quite honestly, all I saw from it, there's like, this one shot of Aja with, like, I don't know, like a gun tool that, like, shoots... I don't know, pistons into something. I don't know, cars. But I feel like that... Shoots pistons into... I don't even know what a piston is. Dude, I, can't I don't even, fucking like, know. make you sound dumb for that. Yeah, I don't know. yeah. Anyway, it's basically just like <laughs> a... It's it's Gem the Holograms plus power tools. Um, with synergy in the background basically being Casper the Friendly Ghost. Right. Um, and honestly, one... 
Synergy could have done way more besides like floating around and like doing flips and shit. Like I want her to be in a hot mechanics outfit. Right? Yeah, they should have done like more of like yeah, like synergy in a car demonstrating how like it's supposed to race and then you cut back and it's like they're building the car. We need more synergy. Right. Even if synergy herself like, you know, rolled up her her sleeves and like built the car herself, I would have been here for that. Oh, me too. It wouldn't have made no sense. I'd be like synergy would be the one person who could <laughs> actually do this, not these like 20-something girls who are musicians who probably don't know much about actual mechanic work, yet they are building a whole car from scratch. Yeah. Whatever. The song is, again, whatever. Like, it's, I couldn't even tell you what how it went. Uh, there was, like, a... Only because I wrote it down, because I said the the track is not that bad, actually, and there's, like, a... There's, like, a gotta get it, gotta get it, gotta get it kind of, like, refrain, I want to say... That's the only part of me that's stuck. That's stuck in me. <laughs> I don't remember it at all, and they played the song twice. They did, they did. Obviously, I skipped over the second track, which, like, like you know, uh, that's a slight against use life, because we don't like a repeat. No, we do not. Uh, uh, we do get, like, a, like a, and again, because I feel like the, the final shot is Synergy floating above, like, Gem and the Holograms, and they're, like, competing, completing it. Again, very Casper the Friendly Ghost. I thought it was hilarious. But also we get like a like a like a, a cute little wink thing from Synergy. It was it was an animated moment for her, despite the fact that she didn't actually participate in much of the building or construction of this car. Yeah. Um, so anyway, the next day we go to the course again. Um, and Rio's basically super impressed with their work. He's like, How the fuck did you build this? Which is whatever uh, I'm saying, yeah. Yeah. And I just want to say that Jem here is wearing the outfit she should have worn when she was racing the car. I Dude. mean, spoiler alert. But, like, this was an appropriate outfit to wear while racing a car. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, like, she was, like, she was, she's wearing her Elvis jumpsuit in this. And I'm like, why weren't you wearing this previously? Like, the fuck were you doing? Right. Uh, which, like, of course, Jerrica is going to ruin, like, a mechanics workshop montage by looking like a basic bitch. It should have been Jem. Right. You're right. Um, that was the core problem. It was her. Her person. <laughs> Always. Yeah. Um, so yeah, basically, like I just said, it turns out Jem herself is going to be driving the car, which is honestly kind of a badass uh, feminist moment. It's true. It's great. Like I like that she does it. Does she have the qualifications? Is not necessarily safe? The answers are no. But no. Bitch still does it. Bitch still does it. Um, and then we see the we see the misfits actually um, watching from the stands, and they all look amazing. Dude, I had like all, my notes are all caps from just talking about their outfits. <laughs> so continue. Yeah. So Pizzazz is like wearing this like multicolored dress, um, where like all the different colors are cut off in different squares. 
And her binoculars are like pink and purple cat eye shaped. I, so she has a little attachment or a little flair to her binoculars to make it, yeah, like a cat eye, like her makeup, which is so extra. Part I of love her, it. I love it too. Part of her outfit is also this like leather jacket that has these like orange yellow little nodes on them. To which I was like, bitch, you are in the biker matrix and you're going to go fight some <laughs> interdimensional demon or something. Because that is what your outfit is giving me. Uh, yeah. Roxy is basically a red, red and black Beetlejuice witch. Like, I, we always she say amazing. she looks amazing. And we always say people look like witches, but no one has ever looked more witchy than Roxy in this moment. Yeah, I kind of felt like she gave me, like... Southern Belle, Kentucky Derby vibes, but like that mixed with Beetlejuice. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, the hat was big enough for sure. Yeah, like a church lady Beetle Beetlejuice. Yeah. Church, church lady, lady Beetlejuice. Yo, bitch, that sounds great. <laughs> Man, church ladies are so cool, dude. I know, I know, I know. You could add a church lady to any look, and it makes it so much better. Like church lady, church lady steampunk. Uh, church lady 90s club kid Ooh, that's a fun that one was, eh? that's really good like uh church lady plant tree lady whatever you, you fucked it up jocelyn um <laughs> i'll like, cut that one out church lady 90s nirvana grunge i would love the fuck out of that church lady sumo wrestler all right, you're bad at this. <laughs> <laughs> like, I didn't know you could fuck it up, but you found ways. Wow, okay. <laughs> you know what? No, you're right. Yeah. Like, I'm church sorry. lady leather daddy. That would be a hot look. Ooh. That would be so hot, Michael. Wow, wow, You wow. should run churchlady.biz. <laughs> <laughs> it would be churchlady.look. <laughs> I love it. Um, so anyway, uh, basically they all look good. I don't remember what Stormer was wearing, frankly. Me neither. Um, I'm sure it was fine. Uh, yeah. Stormer underwhelmed this episode. She does. She does. Outside of her cooking breakfast, there was no other moment where I was like, I, I, you don't need to be here, Stormer. Um, so anyway, like we cut to Harry the hot dog guy being like super creepy to a female customer um basically calling her sweetheart and watching her ass while she walked away yeah yeah harry <laughs> mad creeps <laughs> um but yeah so eric kind of talks to harry and he's like basically gem is gonna win the race like you have to ch- help me change the bet and then harry ever the hustler is like well yeah for a small commission you can change it whatever um, and he returns and he's happy about it. But Pizazz is like, why the fuck are you happy? Jem is going to win. Um, which shows how Eric only cares about his money and not about Pizazz and the Misfits performing. Right, right. Which uh, I get it. He He's about his bottom line. Right, of course. He's a bottom line bottom, you know? <laughs> gay for pay? Uh, or I no? mean, he's just, he's gay, gay, he's just gay for gay. Gay for gay. But also, he's pay for pay. Exactly. He's my, That's his sexuality. He's pay for pay, baby. Um, so, 
basically Pizzazz is like, I'm not going to let her stop us from playing at the concert. And she basically hops into the car and decides that she's going to drive the car herself. Yeah, which I like, I like immediately she makes like four people crash and like definitely die. Uh, and then the announcer is like, oh, you know, car 007 is like leaving people in their wake. And Eric has this line of like, oh, don't say the word wake. It's like, yeah, because several people have just died. <laughs> right? Yeah, it's they treat that rather casually as always. Exactly, exactly. And then it basically just becomes like a like a, a neck and neck race between Jem and Pizzazz. Um Jem nearly crashes, we go to commercial, but then she pulls through because it's like a hashtag miracle. Um and through this, Eric is switching his bet back and forth because he's like, Oh no, Jem is actually gonna lose because her car got totaled. Let me switch my bet, and Harry is like, Yo, 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 girl, like I'll take your money, so don't worry about it. Uh, I, I really, I really do enjoy how he's extorting Eric for, yes. yeah. I mean, honestly, if he wasn't like, if he didn't have that creepy moment, then I would say he would be the baddest bitch of the episode. Yeah, I, it's true. It's true. It's true. Like, cause he, he was all about the money and like hustling, but then he, yeah, he did get creepy. Um, and then we also see like the, so the rest of the holograms are kind of helping out and they're in these like orange pit crew outfits, which I actually kind of like. Love them. Yeah. They look like yeah, orange I've... gay strippers. Yeah, they look so cute. I'm really into it. Yeah, I'm super um, into it. Uh, and they're basically, like, Jem is, like, pulling up. She's like, yo, 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 this race isn't over yet. Let's get this car into gear. Um, and then we actually cut into, I thought it was going to be a uh, hologram song. Because I thought it was going to be, like, Jem's going to pull up for the win. But, turns out, we go into Ahead of the Game, actually a Mystic song. If you want people knowing your name, you got to stay. Honestly, I don't remember either. So the main thing I remember about it is like a lot of mixed visual metaphors because we go from this like actually rather trippy transition, which I liked, of race cars crisscrossing, but then that turns into a chessboard and then yes. playing cards come out of yes. it too. That was cool. No, was it cool. was cool, but I'm like, you're mixing like three games. So like, are you making a chess <laughs> reference? Are they playing cards? What's happening here? Um, it, well, they're playing like 4D chess. Like they're playing like interdimensional games. So it doesn't matter what game it is. They're just playing the game, which oh. is beyond our comprehension. Yeah, thank you for clarifying that, Jocelyn. That makes it a lot simpler. Um <laughs> <laughs> Sure, uh, because, yeah, why not? Chess, cards, racing, it's all the same thing. Yeah, in in essence, all of those are the same. Yeah, when you, yeah, when you condense them down to their purest form. Um, the only, <laughs> the only thing they also really just remember about this video is at the very end, Pizzazz drives by Stormy, Stormer and Roxy, and it's like a, like a little moment of like the wind passing by almost blows up their dresses, but they push their dresses down. And that was a really cute moment because their outfits were great. Yeah. Um, adorable. So 
the song ends. Um, Jem goes back into the game and of course she's making history with an incredible comeback because Jem is amazing at everything. Yeah. And actually, um, be- but just before this, there's like a little moment between Rio and Jem where he was like, no, Jem, like don't race. It's too dangerous. But she's like, nah, okay, bye. And just like drives <laughs> off. It's like, yeah, Rio, you don't matter. Yeah. Just shut up. Um, so anyway, basically, Jem decides to cheat with Synergy. And I'm going to say cheat here because I'm going to call a spade a spade. Oh, yeah. yeah card yeah. references here. Yeah. Um, as we've established, bas- cards are in the mix. Right. Um, so basically, she casts an illusion of Pizzazz's conscience as like a little fairy that's like getting in the way of her focusing. Flying on the uh, guitar, which I thought was a nice touch. Yeah, um, the conscience thing was cute. Uh, Pizzazz doesn't really question it as much as she probably should. Yeah, she like this active hallucination, whatever. I like her line is like, like I'm your conscience, Pizzazz. Pizzazz is like, I don't have a conscience. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> she was like, accurate. You are a sociopath, so that checks out. Don't you think it's time you started playing fair, Pizzazz? What? Who the heck are you? Your conscience! Impossible! I haven't got one! Now, scram! Get out of here! Now! Yeah, that was funny. Which, Um, but to your point of Jem actively cheating, like, yeah, like, she is, because all the cheating that has been done thus far has been this dude Vice and his mafioso bromo. Uh, So, like, Pizzazz has not cheated. She has been driving this car and racing at the same level as, like, Jem has. So, as you say, it is it is a cheat because, you know, she has... Pizzazz has, has had no advantages that she actively tried to make for herself. Yeah, that's true. Which is actually pretty out of character for Pizzazz. Right. I mean, besides, like, stealing their car and, like, crashing it into everything and, like... <laughs> Just being a general menace. I do think she uh, has been self-sufficient and played fair. She's played She's played it exactly as you'd expect her to. Right, yeah. She hasn't really breached any, any, any more than the usual code of ethics or morality. <laughs> yeah. Definitely Eric is most at fault here exactly exactly but um yeah so the race continues jim is hashtag breaking records which is like sure i guess you're amazing at driving (laughs) um but then at the last second her tire's gonna give out so she speeds up which is a questionable maneuver um and basically crashes herself into winning which is effectively like they cross the finish line but Jem is gonna like smash into a wall as Pizzazz is going straight, but technically Jem does win. Yeah, by the grace of God, literally. Yeah, because the, the car does explode shortly thereafter because she like crashes it through the finish line, gets out and right after she's out, it bursts into flames. So <laughs> that was lucky. Of course it did. Of course it did. Yeah, as things do here, they just explode. Um, so yeah, the mafioso mob boss guy is like, Raymond, you got sloppy. It's time for the handyman. 
Which yeah. I think Eric was excited about oh. until he saw the handyman reach for the crowbar. Um, and he was still excited <laughs> until he realized he wanted to choke him with it. Right, which he was still excited about because, like, <laughs> your boy likes some asphyxiation. But then Pizzazz walks in and really, like, killed the moment. Right. Um, and basically threatens to run him over with a car. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and so Pizzazz then just, like, berates uh, Eric. And our Mafio bros are basically like, look, this guy already has a bunch of shit to deal with. We can dip out of here. Yeah. Um, so basically... This is the end of the episode. Everyone is cheering Jem on. We learn she is the first rock star to win the Indy 500, which is, again, is like, okay. Well, I, I sure. guess that checks out. I don't know of any others. <laughs> I guess. Sure. Um, and then we get an encore of Jem's latest song, Back in Shape. Yeah, and that's the, the finito of the episode yeah, so who do we think is the baddest bitch of the episode? Baddest bitch of the episode. Um, I know it's like an unpopular opinion, but I think Jem might have to get it. I think so too. I mean, she did like corral them into fixing the car together. She did hop into the car herself and drive it. She did, like, fuck over Eric by being Martino's corporate sponsor. She's, like, making, like, boss bitch moves. She really did. She really, And even her relationship with, Bri- with Rio, like, got the back burner through most of it. Thankfully, he was injured. So there wasn't any, like, weird, you know, her being all sloppy because, like, Rio's around. Uh, right. So, yeah, I gotta, I gotta give it to her girl, Jem. Yeah, so Jem, this may be the last time you get this. It's the first and last time. I mean, uh, I hope so, so it. but like, we'll see. Uh, yeah. We'll give a bitch, we'll see, we'll yeah, see, we'll see. give a bitch or do when it comes up. But like, this has been the only time. Yeah, I, I mean, like, I can't foresee it happening again. I but don't like, want it to happen again, but. <laughs> we play fair. We play exactly, fair. exactly, exactly. We play fair um, by our arbitrary rules. Exactly. <laughs> Um, so who do we think is the weakest bitch? Weakest bitch. Um, that one is a little tougher. A part of me wants to say Eric because he really yes. was climbing an uphill battle this entire time. Uh, yeah, he just like clearly like he tried to be all slick, but it's clear he hasn't like really learned how to deal with this because he can't get one single victory. Like really? Yeah. Like Eric, come on. Uh, yeah. Otherwise, I can't even really enter. Like there weren't like actually that many focal point characters this episode. Everyone was kind of in the background outside of like Jem, Pizzazz and uh, Eric. So I guess it kind of has to go to Senor Raymond. Yeah. Sorry, Eric. Is this the first time he's ever been weakest bitch? I think so. Usually we give a lot of love to our boy Eric Raymond. Yeah. I mean, do we? Uh, <laughs> we let a lot of things slide. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Relatively, we get a lot we give a lot of love to our boy Eric Raymond. More than he deserves, of course. Oh yeah, far more. Um, so yeah. Eric, I'm so sorry you are the weakest bitch of this episode. Yeah, and with that, that brings us to the end of 
whatever this episode was called, Intrigue at the <laughs> Indy 500. There you go. There that you go. One. Yeah, that's the one. That's the one. Um, thank you so much, Roger Slifer. Give him that, that Slifer Slifer. <laughs> Slife. <laughs> yeah, thank you so much. Um, and just so you guys know, um, and I'm sure you already know, because how could you not be aware of our incredible social media presence? You can find us on Instagram, Twitter, um, and Facebook at Gem Girls Podcast, as well as uh, our website, which is www.gemgirls.com. Yes, and um, <laughs> while you are on the information superhighway, particularly if on, you're on your phone, and you know you're already have your you're through your lock screen it's already done that face scan so the world is at your (laughs) fingertips go to wherever you find podcasts probably apple podcasts because where else can you find us and give us a five-star review (laughs) um all we're really asking is just for a simple five stars you can count them on your hands one two three four five stars pretty simple concept and then <laughs> five fingers five stars exactly and if you have three fingers then you're not allowed to listen to our exactly podcast. we're we're a strictly five finger discount podcast and by discount i mean you need to have five fingers to listen to it uh, <laughs> it's a five finger access pass yeah we're the thing is like we're we're a whole fist podcast like we you know we want the <laughs> the whole hand in there um, not, not just a finger, not just two fingers, really four, four fingers plus a thumb. Michael, I have a question. If you have no fingers, but you still have the knuckles, is that a fist? Uh, like it is, it is. And you know what? So we're a five <laughs> finger and a knuckle podcast. Cause if you, if you're rocking life just with your knucks, then you can give us five stars. Because uh, obviously exactly. you overcome a lot of adversity already, you can also give us five stars. As two people who have overcome, well, relatively less, <laughs> le- relatively less adversity. I, I get it as a homo and a person of color. We got some shit, but like we also have working hands. Yeah, we we can work the fields and type, you know, fifty words per minute at least. Yeah, at least. Uh. So, yeah, yeah, I don't know how. To, I don't know what fast typing is. I yeah, yeah, neither do I. I know I can type quite quickly compared to the average. Either way, give us five stars, regardless of your finger count. Except if you don't have, if you have three fingers, then I'm sorry, you also have to stop listening. Um, <laughs> but with that all said and done, I am Orifice Jones, and I'm Hakuna Matitis, and until next time. Stay outrageous. Nice. Nice. Nice, 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 nice.